0: Hello, I'm Scott Soschnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Man U2 Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast.
1: Oh, see, I wrote that. Did I write that to you yesterday, Man U2? No, I wrote no. it to the editors as a possible yeah, headline.
0: <laughs> yeah, it writes that, itself.
1: Yeah, it does write itself, but I thought... I really thought you were going to somehow go holiday related.
0: Oh, no. Well, it's the Thanksgiving the, uh, edition. Bigger news and, than the Thanksgiving, uh, Scott.
1: Now, I can see you here. You, I can't tell if you're wearing a baseball hat backwards or like a surgical thing. <laughs> That's, what are you wearing?
0: It's just a beanie. A beanie.
1: Why are you wearing yeah. a beanie? uh because my hair, hair out of was, face? my hair
0: was in my eyes is essentially the reason.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, right, well, uh, you know. Anyway, so you <laughs> are word, thankful for cruising. hair out of your eyes. Okay, give me a what are you thankful for, Eben Novi Williams? Give me a My sister does this every year. hits you with a what wow. are you thankful for? This shouldn't be that
0: hard. Uh thankful for my friends and family. Yeah. Thankful that uh I enjoy my coworkers. Yeah, we have a good group. Um <laughs> <laughs> thankful that I'm healthy, obviously. Got to go with uh, the Yeah, I think, I think I have all the standard thanks that, that most people have. I don't know if yeah. I've got anything, uh, anything great. All right. Well, that was great. Yeah. Have, I'm, I'm thankful that we're big? having
1: a blast building this thing, Sportico. Um, you know, you, you and I have talked about it for so long. And now to sort of, it feels like we've been doing it longer than three years, but to be so knee deep and uh, planning about what are we going to do next and what's the next project and how can we do this, it's really it, just a blast. I'm having having so much fun doing things I never thought I would. So, that's I, I fun, bet you're
0: also thankful that your son's hockey practice was canceled tonight.
1: So happy hockey practice was canceled. But again, the focus group of one, there is no rest in youth hockey. What are we doing for Thanksgiving? I'm glad you asked. Uh, we will be boarding a flight in the morning for Toronto. Notice said correctly, Toronto, not Toronto. Uh, then we will jump into our rental car for the hour or so drive east, I believe, to Whitby where the Silver Sticks tournament is taking place, where literally all of the top teams in Ontario uh, will be participating. I think it's 35 teams and three American clubs went up. Us, the Pittsburgh Penguins elite and the Middlesex Islanders from up in New England. So three American teams decided to uh, take their families away from the holiday and go up to Canada.
0: Thanksgiving already happened in Canada, right? About so a month it's not, ago. It's not like it's their Thanksgiving, also.
1: Yeah. Uh, absolutely. All right. So let's talk a little sports business, though. Manu, I mean, not we're not surprised by this. Uh, you know, we're surprised if if there's a team in the EPL that is not on the market. That's a bit surprising. So, <laughs> but Manu, now the Glazers seem uh, amenable to. Some sort of, you know, uh, a Dan Snyder-esque deal, uh, maybe an investment, maybe parting with the whole shebang. Um, boy, there's a glut right now, 30,000 foot view. And, and somebody sent me this line, so I won't say which sports consultant this was, because I don't know if he would want it out there uh, at the moment. But the sports con- consultant said in text message, we are in the first sports buyers market in a long time. Mm. And, and you and I agree on that. We've been talking about
0: it. Yeah, it, it, it felt like every week there's a new team and 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 we're now up to, to potentially three, four plus billion dollar assets out there between Man U, the commanders and Liverpool and then a whole bunch of other assets that are probably going to top a billion dollars as well. It it felt like early on, there was a lot of, we had this conversation, a lot of bankers that I've talked to also felt as though there was enough differentiation in these assets, both in the leagues that they were in, where they were geographically, how much they were going to cost that one of them, the fact that there were all of these happening at once, wasn't going to affect the price of any one of them. But I am firmly switched over now, Scott hearing and talking to people about how some of these sales seem to be going, maybe slightly underwhelming interest relative to what people were expecting. The fact that again, every week it feels like there's another franchise that's hiring a bank or a set of bankers to explore a sale. It now, it does feel like there's too much on the market even for people that might be interested in multiple ones to try to figure out what they want to do, how. I just can't imagine that this is not going to affect the price of pretty much all the things on the market just because of how much there is.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I would say there's only two things that would suppress the prices of pro sports franchises. One would be a banking crisis. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot going on in the financial world, but a banking crisis is not among them right now. And two would be just a, a surplus or glut of teams on the market. And I think the number we're at now, I I think I, I don't think there's an official number where it's, you, you can characterize as GLUT, but I think we've got a glut. We've got a glut of teams here. It's like I want or to buy a team. Over 20 billion now. Over yeah, 20 yeah, billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, you go to the bankers. I want to buy a team. Great, I got 10. <laughs> what what are you looking for? And I ironically, I would say it, when we talk about the big four in the u s, it's it's always NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL bringing up the rear you know, lowest in revenue when we talk about those big four. Um, but when we talk about interest right now, I would say that a hockey team in the capital of Canada with a new arena possibility downtown, is among the most sought after properties. And of course, It'll, it'll come at a lower a price maybe you know 800 to a billion something like that maybe even a little more we'll see with all the interest but there is a lot of interest uh, in the Ottawa centers
0: when the when the Broncos were for sale we talked a lot about how the price was going to be so high that that there's just a select few amount of people that can pay it We now have four again four three three sorry three assets on the market right now that are going to fetch around if not significantly more than what the Broncos, sold for to Jim Walton, one of the richest men in the world. I mean, it just that would goes be Rob sh- Walton, Sorry, Rob Walton. Sorry, sorry, Jim, uh, <laughs> Rob Walton. Um, yeah, it just, it just goes to show how, again, when we get, when prices get this high for elite European te- soccer teams and NFL teams, there's just not that many people out there. And I think that's one of the reasons I've heard the same thing, Scott, that there's a lot of interest in the senators. I think the senators are just in that beautiful sweet spot price wise where yep. you can get into one of the big four, big five major U.S. leagues. It's not going to cost you multiple billions of dollars. It's going to cost you probably $1 billion or a little bit less than that. There's no um, relegation? No, 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 no relegation. <laughs> it's a capital city. It's hockey in Canada, all those things. Um, and for folks who are wondering, you know, all, all these teams that we're talking about, I can rattle off a, a list real quick. Uh, European soccer teams that we know of, and then there very well could be more, Scott, because you know how those markets work. Manchester United, Liverpool and Inter Milan in the NFL. There's the Washington commanders in the NBA. It's the Phoenix suns two uh, N- MLB teams, probably both worth o- over $2 billion, the angels and the nationals. There is the, uh, we've mentioned the Ottawa senators in the NHL. MLS is still talking with Las Vegas and West Edens about the price of their expansion fee and and whatever that's going to net out at. NWSL also selling an expansion fee right now. In addition to the one that's going to be coming to Utah in, in uh, Coming probably in the coming weeks or months. Uh, there's just a whole lot across all the price points. If you want to own an NWSL team for forty million dollars, now's a really great time to do that. If you want to own an MLB franchise, MLS franchise for a four hundred million dollar expansion fee, now's a great time to do that. You know, all the way up through these Washington Commanders could be a six billion dollar sale. Who knows? But there's there's something happening at every price point, point. Uh, and, and I do think I think it's interesting. But I, I also think we're as you said, it, it's a buyer's market now for sure.
1: Uh, I, I am convinced that Jeff Bezos will wind up with the commanders. Like, I, I think he really wants it. Uh, I, I'm waiting for some sort of public pronouncement of like a $7 billion offer. You know, start it with a seven, chill the whole thing, and say it's yours. You know, there, there's so much supposition as to whether Dan Snyder will sell to Bezos because, you know, he owns the Washington Post. They did so much of the reporting that has sort of prompted this sale. Um, you, you offer seven. I, I, think, I think Dan says, sure, no problem. Shake, and we're done.
0: And one of the things I think we should underscore is that just because a team has a banker and is exploring these options does not mean that it's going to sell. And I think if we are right that that a lot of these teams are going to get less interest than they maybe would have if they were on on the market by themselves, I think we could very well have teams, and the commanders certainly high on this list, Scott. The Nationals certainly could be as well. Who knows about Manchester United or Liverpool? I think we could have teams that are that that explore the market realize, oh, there's actually maybe not as much interest or there's too much on the market right now. I'm not seeing the number that I was expecting or the number that I wanted. And as a result, I'm not going to transact, right? So, so I, the sons are going to sell, obviously, because of the situation there. A few others are definitely going to sell. But a lot of these assets we should mention, just because they are for sale and on the market does not mean that in the end, the people who currently own them decide they want to give up full control.
1: You and I kind of thought that Ted Leonsis would be the one to sweep in and and get the Nationals, and now you and I also agree. Every day that doesn't happen, it makes it less likely that Ted Leonsis will be the owner of the Nationals, or if 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 the learners wind up even selling the team, or you can hold it, or maybe some limited partnerships are sold. Yeah, there's just there's just a lot going on in all these, and uh, we've never seen anything like this. Where there are so many teams on the market, it's 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 hard to keep track of who's where at what point and. And when things change, but uh, having a lot of fun trying to you know, cover it all, that, that's, that's for sure.
0: There's another trend here that is not, I, I don't think there is any correlation. I don't think there is any causation, but a lot of these teams, and we can use this to transition into the next topic here, a lot of these teams have hit the market right around the time they've made massive personnel decisions. About some of the most famous players on their rosters, right? The Nationals uh, had a decision on Juan Soto after they had hired a bank to, to explore a sale. The Angels and, and Shohei Otani. Uh, had a big contract negotiation. The, the 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 Broncos right before they were sold made a, a franchise changing acquisition of, of a and new contract for Russell Wilson and Ronaldo Scott the 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 most famous probably not the best but most famous player on Manchester United and
1: one Instagram followers six percent of the world's population follows this guy on Instagram, and someone tell me
0: why. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's very good at football, and he's very good looking. Well, Those I two can watch I him, think but I can are, watch him play. I don't need to follow him
1: on Instagram, <laughs> you know,
0: whatever. Um, yeah, so Man you uh, and, and Ronaldo separating, going their separate ways. Ronaldo gave a, a very incendiary uh, interview to Piers Morgan, uh, last week that I think ruffled a lot of feathers. It was clear that he was unhappy. I think the team was very clearly unhappy. He ended up making, I think, $32 million, Scott, for his year and a half of services at Manchester United and is now a, a, a free agent once again. I imagine a lot of clubs are going to be interested in him partially for his talent and partially are we at for MLS the other time number. Yet?
1: Is, is Cristiano Ronaldo at his MLS time yet?
0: I think there's an interesting legal question about whether he can play here. Oh, okay. Whether he can come here at all, given his, uh, given investigations in in Las Vegas. I, I believe when Man U played here this summer, he did not make the trip. And there was a lot of speculation about whether that was a deliberate move by him to avoid stepping foot in the U.S. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Well, but we'll 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 see if we find out. Um, now, if I'm the Glazers, though, explain this to me. And and I say that and I know you can't explain this to me. It's just just <laughs> the, just the phrasing I'm utilizing. But explain to me why, if I'm the Glazers, and there's this, I've already said glut of teams on the market. Why do you come out now and say, well, you know what, we're on top 2 We're going to explore the the sale. Why not let some of this clear, let a pipeline unclog, whatever you want to say, or if I'm the Glazers, do I say it doesn't matter? I've got the crown jewel in Man United and everybody's going to look at me first.
0: Yeah, you're right. I can't answer that definitively. I think your second explanation is certainly a good one. I, I, I would believe that Man U sells for more than Liverpool does. So even if all the European clubs are are on the market, Man U is, is maybe the most desirable of all of them. They could Scott very well have a, a buyer lined up already. Maybe, maybe they heard enough of interest from Saudi sovereign wealth or Jim Ratcliffe, whatever it is that they, they may have a good idea already of the interest. Um, but I agree with you and, 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 and in major league baseball, there's talk about the Orioles potentially hitting the market. I oh, know very major league it, very baseball Goldman doesn't Sachs want, already.
1: It's a matter of time, right? No,
0: there you go. So, so I know baseball doesn't want three of these teams on the market. There's di- certainly, I think the, um, the differentiation Helps, I think with the pricing, but when you have multiple English soccer teams, England's not a big country. These are very similar in some ways in similar assets. Yeah, I, I wonder as well why you do this. And again, to go back to my point, a lot of this stuff could very well just be testing the market. We don't know. But if somebody does want to offer us $5 billion, $5.5 billion for Man U, we're going we're, we're gonna to happily do that deal. Um, yeah, I do think a lot of this is just testing the market and does not necessarily mean that they're going to sell or sell for a discount.
1: Interesting to see the different approaches of the ownership. We do know the Glazers have taken money out of Man U and put it in their pockets, whereas, let's say, FSG and Liverpool has not. They've reinvested in the club. Just different approaches hasn't exactly endeared them to fans, especially if you're not winning Champions League,
0: right? Yeah. And, <laughs> they and, want and to steal the money, go back to the club. As you love to say, you know, investors nowadays and in sports teams, they don't want turnkey I think you would probably argue that Man U has more meat on the bone to to kind of shave off and do your own thing with than Liverpool does at this point.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of meat on the bone, Fox Sports executives have a lot of meat this weekend. And you know, I do not. You know, I'm going to be busy in, in hockey rinks in in Whitby, Ontario, and where's it? Where we're going between two two cities, I forgot the other one, but we'll be driving back and forth between two or three rinks playing these hockey games. So I will not be watching any of the big events, but you have the opportunity to do so. So to tell me all uh, of what's going on on Fox Sports and how happy uh, are those executives, Mr. Eric Shanks et al.
0: Probably a, a historic run here for, for Fox Sports. Uh, on Thursday, on Thanksgiving Day, Giants-Cowboys, maybe the the dream matchup for, great, for NFL. Great, brands, great yep. matchup. On On Friday, USA-England in the World Cup. Uh, two teams that have obviously a lot of uh, sporting and non-sporting, and we've been talking <laughs> about as soon as the schedule behind came, them. came
1: out, they have been pointing to the matchup of
0: USA. Hundred percent, especially now that the, it, it matters more for the U.S. now that they tied as opposed to beating Wales. Uh, yep. the, the day after that, Scott on 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 Saturday, Michigan, Ohio State, a matchup bun, of two bun, of the bun, three bun, top-ranked bun, teams bun, in uh, bun, in college football with a, with a with a spot in the playoff on the line. It seems like the winner of this game is probably going to go to the playoff no matter what, and the loser uh, is fairly unlikely to go to the playoff. So a huge game there for Fox. And then on Sunday, your standard NFL fair, yeah, at just the national NFL. game. Rams, I believe Rams, uh, Chiefs is the is is the big one. So a, a, a Patrick Mahomes national slot there. I, I was interested in this Mike Mulvahill, who is a, a, a great follow on Twitter. He's a Fox Sports executive. Was tweeting about this run earlier today, right before we started uh, rec- we started recording. And what he said is that a run like this, three or four straight days of these huge events, has happened before, but for for a single network. But it's happened yeah. around a single event. It's the it's the Olympics in right. Los Angeles or the Olympics in Lake Placid or w- back when the World Series had you know three yeah, or Olympics four in games in a five games.
1: Jesus Mulvihill, you're going back a ways.
0: But yeah, I think the big difference here is that it's this is three different properties, right? This is NFL, this is FIFA, and this is the Big Ten. And he doesn't think it's ever happened that that that, yeah. that, that, that a sports network is going to get audiences like this on three or four straight days across three different platforms, right. and, and maybe it never happens again.
1: Let, let me put you on the spot because that's my job. I love to have fun. Which draws the most viewers? Giants, Cowboys, England, USA, Ohio
0: State, Michigan? This is not my expertise, uh, so my well, uninformed that's why that, opinion, I think uh, Giants oh, don't, don't Cowboys... Don't be afraid of being
1: wrong now. I mean, we do <laughs> yeah. it all the time. Whatever. Right. I, I'm
0: going to say Giants if, Cowboys. Aging
1: John I, Arand, you know, I, I think wait, 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 he said, what, $18 million for I think the college football game? I think
0: that's what okay. he said. I'll have to go back if, and check. So that, That's helpful, actually. If, if it's $18 million for Michigan and Ohio State, I feel very confident that the Giants Cowboys game is going to beat that. Very and, confident
1: Giants Cowboys on Thanksgiving draws more, because what I, else do you know? I am, okay. and I
0: do not believe that not the that, World that Cup. More than 18 million are going to watch USA England. So my guess is Giants Cowboys and then I yeah, so the the standard Sunday window. It, it could be the two NFL windows and then college football and then and then World Cup. You're That's gonna put going the with.
1: standard Sunday game over the standalone Ohio <laughs> State, Michigan, and a World Cup game between See, I I'm gonna disagree with you there. Okay. I yeah, will this say is, this is a good Giants Cowboys Then we're going Ohio state, Michigan. Then I'm going world cup and then I'm going to go
0: back NFL. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll find out. We agree on the top one. Twitter poll. You're going to get this done for me.
1: You're going to get the Twitter poll done for me.
0: Yeah. We'll figure out a way to do this for sure. What was at Sportacast. We'll put out a polling. Um, Really interesting to see for sure. I think that the timings of these games, I, I can't remember when USA England is that will certainly play a role in here. I believe Michigan, Ohio state is in the, is in the second afternoon slot, which is usually the big one on a Saturday. Um, so, so we'll see but, but yeah that, that would be my guess I'm going to go NFL NFL college football soccer
1: alright don't forget to send this, this question over to Asla Pelit also have her do it in Spanish up on La Previa perfect our Spanish language sports business newscast we'll see what everybody thinks there alright by the way Bob, Bob Iger's back uh, and the, uh, uh, the the mouse house there Disney uh, shows the NBA and uh, you know it's kind of expensive and Bob Chapek uh, who obviously uh, was replaced by Iger um, he, uh, a while back in talking about the NFL rights, said we have to do what's right for our shareholders. So uh, I- I'm curious, uh, Iger's return, good or bad for Adam Silver and his owners?
0: I, I again, I, I think a good thing. I mean, Bob obviously through, through definitely, his time, a definitely, definitely a good thing. Definitely a good thing I, I, through his time at Disney previously. Obviously was a was a big proponent for for ESPN and and also for shelling out those rights. Right, uh, he he has a good relationship, from what I understand, with with Adam. I think that this is a this is a good thing for Jimmy Pitaro, who was chosen, I believe, by Iger to to, to run ESPN when he took over the job a number of years ago. Um, and yeah, I would imagine that Bob. He's a sports fan. He understands, obviously, the, the the impact that having these rights has had on ESPN's business going forward. And yeah, even if the NBA rights are going to get significantly more expensive, and we heard David Zaslav over on the other side uh, of the uh, of the NBA rights yeah, we talking don't about need what it did I mean it. for Turner?
1: Right. We don't so with all the shoulder programming and and sort of what I think House of Highlights and what the NBA uh, means to that demographic and the, the streaming and and, and direct to consumer and all that, I. I don't see the NBA not being associated with the Walt Disney Company. And then there is the older tangential tie, which you might not know. But I would be happy, as the old man of the show here, I would be happy to bring up, do you know who Bob Iger's wife is?
0: I do not know who you Bob wife is. You do not Iger know
1: is. who Bob Iger's wife is? No. Okay, well, do you know Willow Bay? No. Willow Bay used to host what a, name. A, sh- a show called Inside Stuff with Ahmad Rashad, the NBA-focused show and by the way willow bay was also on bloomberg tv for a while hmm. just enough to just throw it in there for the heck of it um, i mean that that actually means nothing but i just thought i'd throw <laughs> a little that. for folks who did not know that willow bay's wife also was the co-host of inside stuff back in the day With just a another shot, nba yeah. tie like she's probably she's telling him you better bring back the nba i you know i love basketball so she would often appear at the uh, at the tech summit years ago you know they always utilize sort of the the talent surrounding their shoulder programming so just another tie between Disney, Bob Iger, and basketball.
0: One of the big conversations around Disney right now is the, is the economics of streaming. Um, and Anthony Kruppi, our colleague, wrote out some numbers in, in a story of his this week that I would just want to mention just to put those numbers into context. The Disney networks, which includes ESPN and some others, um, had operating um, income of $8.5 billion in the last fiscal year. And that's a essentially a profit number it's profit, not exactly yeah. profit but it's close eight point eight point five billion dollars the direct to consumer segment at Disney lost a little over four billion dollars last year so that's that's a I could do the math there that's a twelve and a half billion dollar swing right now at Disney between what the uh what what the direct to consumer streaming part of the business is doing and what the uh, pay TV kind of d- d- the network side of the business is doing the, the obvious cor- correlation or the, the obvious um, asterisk you want to put on that that point is that the direct to consumer streaming business is, is, is at some point probably going to be the future and you have to start losing money now probably to, to get that ready for whenever the, the mass switch does happen if it does happen. But I did think that that was interesting as we talk about how much how expensive and how money losing streaming is right now. It was helpful for me to see those numbers in print.
1: All right. And it's helpful for me to ask you, who knows more about sort of the sports betting world than most anybody else I could go to, what is the effect on ESPN and sports betting with Bob Iger coming back? Because we know they've been looking at sort of, you know, trying to take sort of a license deal that you can use the what is the, the number out there was like $3 billion for the right to use the ESPN name as a sports book. Um, what do you think the impact is on sports betting in Disney?
0: I think it's a great question. Bob was when he was running Disney was very reticent to get ESPN or get Disney into the sports betting or even the, the fantasy sports. They they were very close to a very big deal. With DraftKings uh, a number of years ago, before sports betting was legal uh, across the country, but but back when DraftKings is, was a daily is that fantasy a
1: can I can I can I come in with a whoops?
0: I think a lot of investors and analysts would tell you that yeah, ESPN's position so far, and 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 Bob Chapek picked that position up that they have under Bob. Shapec the Disney, and ESPN have also been pretty reticent to, to, to get really deep into it. Now, is that um, just
1: I, brand association? Is that just sort of, you know, wholesome family, Disney? Is that just a family From what I
0: understand or, about Bob Iger's position, yes, that was that was part of his concern. And, and, and we can't really talk about sports betting and this part of it, Scott, without also talking about a potential spinoff. There are investors, there are firms that would like to spin ESPN off of Disney. I think the conversation is very different. About sports betting and brand association. If ESPN is not a part of the, of the Mickey Mouse and, and the whole Disney umbrella. Now, now, who knows how likely or unlikely that spinoff is to happen. As long as ESPN is part of the Disney umbrella, my guess is they're going to be a little reticent. And, and that probably means a bigger sponsorship deal, maybe with DraftKings, as has been reported before, but I think it's going to be unlikely if ESPN is a part of Disney to have an ESPN sports book, for example. Anything that is that is that is a step beyond what we're seeing right now in terms of big advertising deals and the mentioning of live odds and possible parlay bets and things like that on broadcasts.
1: Well, you know, Dan Loeb, he, the activist investor, was calling for a spin-off of ESPN. And, you know, after speaking with some company officials, then he backed off that call. Yep. and said no, no, it's actually better. You know, it's part of the you know the Disney company the way, the way it is. So
0: sports betting is one of those things that would be, I think, drastically different for ESPN as a separate company as opposed to being part of uh, of Disney.
1: All right, let's finish up with the World Cup ball. Our, our colleague Asla uh, wrote a great story about the ball. Now I'm going to read a little bit because I was like writing down as I was going through this because yeah. uh, I'm not too familiar. But I would I would have been very surprised if I told you true or false, Ebony Williams. 40% of soccer balls are made in Selkot, Pakistan. 30 million <laughs> balls a year. True or false?
0: I would have said false uh, before I read this story as well, Scott. It, it was a number that shocked me as well. What, what a market share.
1: Yeah, no kidding, right? I, I mean, but, and, and then she ties it into sort of, you know, a, a little history lesson with British colonialism. And that's why, because, you know, pa- the Pakistan, Pakistanis don't really, and not, it w- wouldn't be like a soccer power, we'll say. But it goes back to British colonialism. Um, and then there's a, there's a company there. That's forward sports, which makes the balls for Adidas. Three to 4,000 people work for forward sports there, uh, including, by the way, the ball that's being used in Qatar. What's it called? The Al Rila? Right? Mm-hmm. The fastest Al-Rila, ball yeah. ever because it's thermal bonding and it's not hand stitching. I mean, she gave me everything I needed to know in this story. But uh, did you jot down any of the retail numbers or anything else going on with it? I didn't I, see the,
0: the retail numbers I didn't jot down. I, the thing that I, I. when she ends her story, she talks about how uh, globalization is also now coming for CL in Pakistan, that they are losing their market share because there are less expensive machine stitch balls that are being made in China and, and maybe in a few other places as well. So a, a place that became because of, of of global economics, a cheap place and, and a good one to make balls now is is maybe being market corrected by other parts of, of the globe that is, that are willing or able to make balls, maybe not at the same at the exact same quality level, but willing to make them for significantly cheaper.
1: Yeah, this would be a good Shark Tank experiment um, because the, the the World Cup balls are not available at retail, but you can get replicas. Yeah, at right? the pricing of the replicas, between forty and one hundred and sixty five bucks per ball depending on the exact technology that you want in the ball. So you ready for margins? I mean, this is better than like beer at at the stadium. Oh, boy. Yeah. So if I said to you, all right, ready? Retails 40, 40 to 165, depending on the tech. What does it cost to make those balls in Pakistan, not the Chinese balls, not, not the not the machine ones, but to make the ones that are made in Pakistan that are that retail for forty to one hundred sixty five. What's the cost? Of I must have
0: missed this in the story, so I'm actually coming in totally blind here. Uh, so again, guess cost be... forty to
1: one sixty five. What is the unit cost?
0: Eight dollars, ten dollars,
1: three to six. Oh my gosh! Fantastic margins. Think about yeah. that when you go to what I'm not going to single out any sports store because I don't want anybody mad at me. Think about that when you throw the ball in your cart and be like. What is the markup on this thing?
0: By the way, if I'm paying $165 for a soccer ball, I want the one that was in the World Cup. Literally, one no, that, that would be by, much more by players in the World Cup.
1: <laughs> and I, I brought this up with Oslo when she told me about the story. As a matter of fact, I do remember when I was a young teen, and yes, I can remember back that far, uh, but the ball that ev- all of my soccer-playing pals, it was all the rage, was the Adidas, Adidas, the Tango. It was just hmm. a cool design and things do take off. Like, I don't know if this ball at the Al Rila, if that's right, if I'm saying it right. I don't know if this will take off like the Tango did. But I can sure tell you that a whole bunch of my pals wanted the Tango back back
0: in the day. I know that almost every new World Cup ball, the goalies always complain because yeah, of how unpredictable they move, unpredictable they, yeah, yeah, they move yeah, yeah. or how fast they are, etc. And as a former goalie, I can certainly appreciate, uh, appreciate that. But a really interesting story about how... You know, global soccer is this many, many billion-dollar enterprise, right? And the thing that is so essential to the World Cup and so much of soccer around the world, the soccer ball, is still very concentrated in a very small town in Pakistan. I think it's great.
1: All right. Happy Thanksgiving, all. He is Evan Novi williams on the Twitter, Novi underscore williams I'm Scott Sashnik on the Twitter, at Soshnik. Our producer is Matt Whitehurst. Thank you very much, Matt. Our digital media editor is Cora Veltman. She loves it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of the what soon will be growing even further, Sportico Media Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>